Welcome to the Calvary Young Adults Podcast. We exist to make disciples who live and love like Jesus. Here's today's sermon. Well, uh, tonight there's a table and chairs, and that means it's not just me up here tonight. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, if you haven't been around uh, for the last couple weeks, uh, kind of bring you in the loop, or just a reminder in case you need it, um, there is some exciting stuff going on around here. God is moving and, and uh, stirring all sorts of things. I love change, and uh, maybe some of you don't, but I, I do. I think it's an amazing opportunity to see what the Lord will do. And uh, one of the changes that's coming is I am, uh, I've been asked to move into a new role here at the church, which I am very excited about and, you know, also a little sad in some ways, but we're navigating that. Uh, but one of the realities of that is there is an amazing opportunity to bring in someone new to be the young adults pastor here at Calvary. And uh, Sarah is going to be staying in her role as the associate pastor here at YA. And the new young adults pastor is here tonight. His name is Michael Fields. So welcome him on up. What's up? We can handshake. <laughs> handshake, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> good to see you all. Really good to see you. Yeah. This is Michael Field. Michael. He's a good man. Oh, uh, maybe give us like the one minute rundown. Who are you? Okay. Like, are you betrothed? I am betrothed. Uh, so, yeah, she's better than me. Uh, so, my name is Michael. I grew up around here. So, I grew up in the area, uh, grew up in this church. Uh, grew up in the high school ministry. Been in, yeah, right, yeah. I was I was a worship leader back in the day. Brian was in the band. We both had ponytails. We did. Imagine it. Not cool ones. This was a, this was like when ponytails yeah. were not in style, but they we had not. ponytails. Yeah, man. And uh, and everybody in the band did. We called it ponytail worship when we led worship. Um, so anyway, grew up around here, and my wife Faith is over here. You can wave at her. She's. We've been married for 13 years. And um, yeah, and we'll, I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you how to catch somebody as amazing as this. I'm just he kidding. Knows. I know. I don't know. Only the Lord. Um, only the Lord's favor. Anyway, uh, that's who we are. We've been in pa Pasadena like the last 13 years and uh, been a part of a church plant there for a little while and actually a long while. And uh, so excited to be here. Yeah. We're glad you're here, Michael. We're glad Thanks, you're here. Brian. You guys are all going to get a chance to get to know him, of course, as time goes on. It doesn't just happen right away. But tonight, my hope is uh, to ask you enough questions that people, uh, one, have a sense of uh, how you are good at self-deprecating <laughs> um, or enjoy that, right. but also the heart that you have. I want you guys to see, um, and I know you will in time, the quality of this man and what the Lord has done in his heart and how he has already shaped it towards you. Mm. And I'm excited for what's going to come of that. Um, first question. Okay. And this is very practical for everybody. Mike or Michael? Mm, what do y'all think? It's useful. Bye. Mike? <laughs> Take a poll. Michael. Um, so I'll give you the rundown. I was like, I was Michael with my family growing up. They all call me Michael, everybody closest to me. I was Mike like all throughout school, high school. And then in college, I was like, the people who are closest to me call me Michael. So I asked people to call me Michael. But then I went on um, this YA uh, like core retreat a couple weeks ago, and everybody called me Pastor Mike, and I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. So it's like, whatever uh -huh. you want. Michael, Mike, 
Uh, and you don't have to call me pastor at all. Yeah. <laughs> not Mickey. Not Mickey. Not that. Yeah. <laughs> clarity. Clarity. Clear. A lot clarity. of cl- clarity's yeah. kind, right? <laughs> yes. No. Um, I, one other, you brought up ponytail worship. Yes. So uh, many of you may not believe that I used to have hair, <laughs> but I did. It was glorious. It was glorious. Yeah. The Lord thinks I look better this way. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. I, think, I don't know. Amy's okay with it. Absolutely. But I have a question for you because obviously we've ended up in two different places hair-wise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why? Do you have is, do you have a secret? Is there like a means to which this has to happened? To my hair? <laughs> yes. Do you have a routine? Do I, you okay. Have... If you, this is for, who has curly hair in here? I can see, but raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so curly hair, you know, you can't wash it too much. Okay, that might sound gross to people with straight hair because you're like, it would get so greasy. Curly hair doesn't get that greasy. So like you can't wash it, wash it that much. And then there's this, I found this uh, stuff. It's called, what's it called, babe? Shape. <laughs> Soap. <laughs> it's called Shea. It's in Target. It's called Shea Butter or something. I don't know. But yeah, right? You put it in when it's wet. And then you just let it go, and then you only wash your hair like once a week. Yeah, all right. Survive. Yeah. Do you have any like you know like mannerisms related to your hair? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I fix it a lot. I'm always touching it, so I you'll see noticed. me touch it a lot. When I preach, I touch it all the time. I think it's just like a thinking thing. I don't know. Ah. It's like the contemplative man, that statue. But I'm doing this. Yeah. That that's helpful too. Is there preaching wise? So. Oh my God. I am like. I am, I am pretty, I, I'm like static until I get excited. Yeah. And then I move yeah. and I'm actually confident enough to leave my notes. Yeah. Um, Brian Howard yeah. is like all over the place. Yeah. He really likes this corner. Anyone else notice yeah. that? He really likes this corner. He'll go over there and he'll just stay there. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, who runs the cameras, he's always like, I can't even, we can't, he's not in the shot. Like, you know, the people online are he's like, He's in the darkness over voice. here. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Do you have any anything that just to prepare them? Yeah. For like yeah. you know quirks. Yeah. I quirks do. and features. I about do. Your... Yeah, I didn't know until so when I was leaving my last church, they like did a video and they were like talking about my preaching mannerism. So I didn't even know. I had like zero self awareness of somebody. Okay. So what if I'm where I get really excited? I'm gonna do this a lot. Okay. <laughs> just do this and this. So I'm making my big points. That just comes out of me. Um, I, I knew this about myself. I am a mover. So like when I get excited, I'm moving in the big, like when I started preaching a while back, I literally had somebody come up to me after I preached. They're like, you made me seasick by how much you were moving. Like I got motion sickness watching you preach. I'm better now. I will not make you motion sick. Okay. Uh, but I'm a mover for sure. And I think I touched my face and my hair. I don't know. You could tell me more, but anyway, that's, uh, that's some of it, but I'll start moving and doing this when I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, we look forward to that. Yeah. So, so if it's something we should really pay attention to. Yeah. If I'm doing this, listen. That's like that's the key. If I'm doing okay. this, listen. listen. Absolutely. God cares about. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. Okay. The, I so so you guys know maybe you saw it maybe you didn't we sent out a poll on uh, Instagram just asking like hey do you have any questions for Mike? No, well, that was weird. But uh, um, I like what you did there. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. Uh, mixed it that's up. Good. Uh, so, so a bunch of different questions came in, but there's one in particular I'm just really eager to ask you. Okay. Um, and uh, it goes like this. Uh, is he a Dodgers fan? Okay. If not, bring back Pastor Brian. <laughs> so, uh, 
I have, just... good, I have good news for whoever it is. <laughs> I am a Dodgers fan. Okay. Painful, painfully in the playoffs, but yeah. Yeah, Dodgers right? Fan. Painful, painful. We got a COVID championship and that was it. There's so. it's just, it's no. reckless. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason why no. we should no. feel the pain we do. No. Um, it's a yearly tradition. Yeah, I was going to make a dig at somebody else in the room who really likes the Phillies, but I'll, I won't go there. Okay. I did, though. Okay. Oh, I just did. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Come back. Okay. Um, well, anyway. Dodgers. Yeah. All the way. Dodgers all, all the way. way. Thankful for that. And football? Yeah, I love all the people who are like, I really don't care about sports at all right <laughs> now. Uh, football, I'll take Rams just because. Yeah. Yeah. Kings? 49ers. Niners. Yeah. There's a big Niners contingent. I know. It's like yeah. it sound like disciples of Brian Howard or something. I, I guess. Know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Something. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they're from there. Okay. Um, okay. You've mentioned Faith. Yes. I I actually got to meet Faith. I like have a job because of Faith. I got mm. a job because of Faith, and then I got a job because of you. So I really so owe you weird. guys a lot in my <laughs> yeah. life. Um, but maybe give like. Can you give like a synopsis of like how did you guys meet? Yes. How did this come about? Yes. It yes. doesn't have to be the full like Not there'll the be full. more time for there'll the you know the nitty gritty the I guess. Okay. So we met. Uh, there was like a five minute window that we could have met. She was a resident director at a college, and her student was putting on an art show. Nobody at this college cared about art, but she was putting on an art show, and she had me and this this one, this young woman who's putting on an art show. Her brother was my good friend. She asked us to come down and play music at it. So we drive like four hours for my friend's little sister to play music at an art show that nobody came to because nobody cares about art at the college. Yeah. So we play we play at the art show, and we were like, we drove all this way. We don't want to go back right away. We went across the street, played basketball for a little bit, came back, and then we were getting food, and Faith walked up. And Faith came up and she, we like, we talked for like five minutes and I walked away and I told my buddy I could marry a woman like that after five minutes. And I think what it was, I think for me, it was, she reminded me of, it was actually somebody who volunteered for the youth ministry here. It was this woman who volunteered for the youth ministry that I looked up to so much. She's had like the best character, the most amazing woman and Faith just in five minutes, like something about her reminded me of Kilani hmm. Giacomo. Yeah, and, um, and so that was like it. And then, so that's like the, the meat cute, if you're like, you know, if you're like, if you know about storytelling or anything, that's the meat cute. And then our story was crazy through dating. So like, I'm not prescriptive about dating if it has to be like up and to the right perfect. We broke up once, twice, twice. We, several times. We broke up several times, uh, dated for five years, got married. She broke up with me on her 30th birthday because she woke up and said, he's not going to marry me and he's not gonna break up with me, so I gotta force the action. So she forces the action, and then she thought I was gonna be like, no, 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 don't break it, and I was like, no, I think we should break up. And then it like totally backfired on her, and then we were broken up for like six months, and then, and then I realized, and this is to all my guys in the room, maybe some of my ladies too, but I realized wherever I go, there I am, and I keep projecting my problems on the people that I've been with instead of dealing with them myself, and I realized that she was worth dealing with my stuff. She was worth it. So I made up my mind that I was going to go ask her back out. And it um, took me a little while to get her back. But I got her back. And uh, we, got, we got engaged uh, a year after the day that... So on our 31st birthday, we got engaged a, a year after the day that she broke up. Now, 13 years later, here we are. Marriage has been better than dating. It's mm. awesome. Yeah. So... 
marriage is better than dating. <laughs> yeah, oh, mm-hmm. it's definitely better. Uh, okay, I mean, because she's great. Yeah. Oh, what's one way she's made you better? <sighs> Probably every way. So this is what happens when you get married. You like see yourself so much more clearly. So you're like, it's like somebody putting a mirror up to your face. And like the things that are great, you are affirmed in. And the things that are not great, you were like made aware of. And um, so I would say in relationship with her, and I would just say for anybody like looking for a spouse, like she loves Jesus more than she loves me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's everything. And so I feel like um, she's made me, I know this is going to sound cliche, but she's just made me follow Jesus closer. And so... um, yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. I'm more self-aware too, because she tells me things about myself, um, and which are good for me, just like blind spots. It should be like, hey, did you know this about yourself? And I'm like, no, I don't. Everybody thinks I'm amazing. She's like, but you're not amazing. You're not amazing in this way. And I'm like, that's so good to know. Thank you. Um, and it, it makes it makes you better. So find somebody who like thinks you're amazing, but then like will tell you about like how you're not amazing because none of us are perfect. Yeah. So anyway. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. I'm glad you have her. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm yeah. very glad I have her. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad she has you too. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, okay. I, there's so many questions here and thank you guys for like submitting them. Mm. I'm trying to like filter them in a way that's cohesive. Yeah. Um, let's see. What would be, all right. Obviously like we are a church. We're like a people who mm. gather together because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection mm. and what he did for us and what that means for our lives. And like mm. somehow the reality of his death, burial, and resurrection like has impacted your life to the point that you're like, I'm going to give my life to serve others and see them come yeah. to know and walk with him. Like what, how did that come about? And mm. has, yeah, I'm able to start there. Like yeah. how... What has your walk with Jesus, or how did you come? Was there a moment mm. where you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I there you are, Lord"? Mm-hmm. Like that's what this is about. Or like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think our like our faiths, like all of our testimonies, kind of like different. Um, they have different qualities to them. Like sometimes there's like the light switch moments where it was just like dark and you didn't know Jesus and you have this moment and like the light switch gets turned on and you're like, oh my gosh, there you are, Jesus. And then I think there's other moments that are like dimmer moments where it's like really, really dark and then it's like a dimmer is getting turned up slowly over time and you're getting to like understand who Jesus is and being transformed by him in that way. And so I feel like my light switch moment was like 16 years old on my knees at a camp and it was like I realized that God, and I grew up around the church, but I didn't love church for some reason because all my friends were like school friends and not church friends. So church just kind of felt boring. And um, my parents got divorced and that's when I realized like something was wrong. So I was like 13 when my parents got divorced and I realized something was like wrong in the world because it's the first time in like, like something happened that just felt like something got broken. And um, so I just kind of wild, I just like went crazy for like a couple years, you know, in high school. Um, and then I was at this camp and I just knew Jesus was real and I knew it through worship. It wasn't even through a sermon, but it was through music and through worship that I knew that God was real, that God, uh, created me, knew me better than I knew myself and was pursuing me and loved me. 
And it was just this moment where I was like, it, I couldn't say no to him in that moment. It was like this light switch. And I was like starting quarterback in high school, all this stuff, like running with all the cool kids. And I like went from that he was. To, to, like, to like Christian club president overnight. I was like full transformation, all about Jesus, like leading the sea with the pole rallies, just like all of it. You know, I was like all in like right away. So that was like my light switch. And then I would just say, like, over the years, there have been more, like, like dimmers that are getting turned up mm -hmm. moments. Um, in my early 20s, I went through a period of, like, really deconstructing my faith down to the studs and God, like, building that back up. And I would say that was a very significant moment or significant time in my life where I just asked all the big questions of God mm -hmm. and stayed in relationship with Christians as I did it. Because I think a lot of us, when people deconstruct, it's just like, I'm going to ask all the questions and do whatever I want. <laughs> like, we just want to ask all the big questions and then go live our lives the way we want. And I feel like I stayed close enough to some good friends who are Christians that I feel like my faith grew and, and, and shifted and uh, I would say evolved more into a fuller, more holistic picture uh, of what the gospel means for our lives. So those are two big moments for me, though. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, that is like your story of walking with Jesus. Yeah. How has he walked you into, this, into the church Man. from that place? From the deconstructed place or from the just in general? Yeah, I guess I guess yeah. the whole thing even, yeah. yeah. Is this something, were you like at 16 at CEO of the Pole? You're like, I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I was like 17, I felt called to ministry. And when I was 18, I started working at Calvary. So I worked at Calvary when I was 18 years old. Sheep. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> long, uh, long absence, but I'm back. Um, but then, yeah, so when I was 22, 22-ish, that's when I really started questioning everything and wasn't in the church and was really frustrated with the church and trying to work out who the church was supposed to be. Um, and during that time, I was living in Los Angeles um, and working at a nonprofit down there and just seeing, it was crazy because I grew up in this area. So seeing people 30 miles away from where I grew up living such a drastically different life with such um, with not the same access I had, with not the same opportunities that I had. And I was just trying to put it all together of where the church fit into this and how the church shows up for people who find themselves in a place that they never thought they would be. Um, and one bad decision or one broken relationship had them there because they didn't have the safety, same safety nets in their lives that I had through family or through, you know, through, through community. And so that was a big wrestle that I had is what is the church doing about those who are in that place? Or what, are the ch what is the church doing about those who find themselves uh, there. And so that was the big wrestle. And then I got reintroduced to the church back up at Forest Home where we worked together. Anybody been to Forest Home at all? Yeah, a couple of woot woots. All right. Um, yeah, so I got reintroduced to the church back at Forest Home and um, fell in love with the church again because I got to see God moving in the life of the church on a weekly basis up at that camp. So, yeah. And is that like at Forest Home, you're like, okay, the church is broken it's not perfect, mm -hmm. but it's the Lord's chosen tool. Mm -hmm. And it can be so incredibly powerful and useful. 100%. Like, how did that go then to being a pastor? Was that like, you're just like, pastor, that's it? Or like... Yeah, I had this like leeriness. I was like, I could, I could make sense in my head. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a camp director. I'm not a pastor. So I'm not in it the feels, church. It's a very different world. It's a different world. Like, yeah. 
And then uh, we had the opportunity to go to Fellowship Monrovia, this church. And I had enough of a connection with the pastor and enough of the friendship where it felt safe to enter into that space and it was familiar enough. And I think what I fell in love with over the last 11 years is the beauty of the... the so raise your hand in here if you're not perfect. Awesome. This is, see, you have such a good pastor because everybody just raised their hand right away. Like, you've been such a good pastor. I tell them they suck all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like to come into the church and like freely raise our hands and say that we're messed up is such a beautiful community to be a part of. And I want you to know that like you've been led and pastored by a pastor who's created that for you. And that's not normal. And it's so beautiful. Um, Woo! Yeah, you can clap that up for Brian because it's so beautiful. Um, just the reaction of everybody right away. Um, but I think just the day-to-day of being in community with very broken people and people who are obviously so called and so gifted and seeing people show up for one another uh, on a daily basis to love one another, to lay down their lives for one another. Um, there's something different about a bunch of people who would never be in a room together if it wasn't for one thing, and that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, we would not be in the same room with each other. My best friends, I wouldn't even know them without Jesus. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the thing that draws us together is Jesus, and there's something so beautiful about that in all of our differences and not naturally just wanting to choose each other even, but then when we get to know each other, the richness of all of these different pieces and all these different parts of the body coming together to form that one body is just the most beautiful thing to me. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And uh, it's an honor. I've told them before, but I'll say it to them in front of you. Um, just that, like, I care for them deeply, these people, this community. And, like, to be able to hand, like, this off to somebody who loves so deeply and like is so tender towards the hearts of the people that are here. Like knowing that this was going to happen eventually and just like, okay, Lord, but how and who? And like, I'm so thankful that it's you. I'm so thankful that it's you. And like this, this is like truly a new endeavor. This is a new horizon for me, for you, and for everyone in this room in some way or capacity, maybe to different degrees than for us. But like the Lord is at work and like he, he takes us from glory to glory. He's like planning new horizons for us to see and experience all of us. Like for you coming into this space in this community, what is like, what is on the horizon? Do you have any, like, what is something even if there's not clarity of exactly what it is, what's something that the Lord is putting in your heart that you like hope for? Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to leading a group of people, um, leadership is listening first and foremost. And I feel like Brian and Sarah have done such a good job of that. Um, the best leaders are the best listeners. And so I, I enter into this season wanting to listen. Um, both to you and to the Lord about like what this season holds for us. Um, I, I'm, really, I'm really interested in what your longings are and what your losses are. I'm learning this in a class right now of that we're all, um, we're all created with these longings and we all experience these losses in our lives. 
Um, and our role as leaders and our role in community like this is to understand what we're longing for and understand what we've lost. Um, and then from that, what's the big lie that's getting in the way of me and Jesus? Um, what's the big thing that's getting in the way of living into everything that he's called me to be? Yeah. So for a lot of us, it's you're not good enough, right? What else? Somebody, somebody else say something out loud. You're what? Imposter. imposter. You're an imposter. Yeah, I can totally resonate that with that. What else? Another lie. God doesn't love me. Yeah. I've had seasons where I resonate with that. What else? You suck. You suck. Yeah. That can be a loud voice in our head sometimes, right? Yeah. You can do it alone. Yeah. You can be self-sufficient. You can do it alone. You don't need community. Yeah. You're not ready. You're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing enough. Yeah. You're not doing enough. You need to do more to earn God's love. Yeah. Yeah. You've used up God's grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As if it's like this limited resource that we could ever use up. I've totally believed that. A couple more. Yeah. That you're not pure. Yeah. That you're not pure. That you've done something that you can't come back from. Yeah, what's up? That you're not worthy of love. Yeah, that you're not worthy of love. Yeah. Why would he ever want you? Yeah, why would he ever want you? Absolutely. So these are, these are like the big lies, right? That, that we just journey with. And that if we don't point out and if we don't acknowledge and if we don't bring scripture to bear, right? Don't bring the truth of God's word to bear with these things or have a safe enough space where we can actually express that that's the lie that I believe. Amen. Like that's, that's a vision is to create a safe enough space, which it feels like it already is given your feedback for us to express fully that, hey, I believe these lies and, and, um, and it's only in community that we can fully be healed from some of these lies that we believe and we're not just healed with, um, we're not just healed with like good thoughts for one another. We're healed by the truth of God, right? And the truth of his word and what it says about us. Um, I would also say that we're all like, this is for me and this is for you. This is for all of us. We're, we are all longing to answer questions of identity, belonging, and purpose. All of us, Right. So we're all longing to answer the question like, who am I and does it matter? And culture is telling you, well, just live your own truth, right? Just live like you do you and you cobble together what you like most about all the options that are out there. And so you have like this buffet of your spirituality that defines you and that changes on a daily basis and it changes with the wind. But what we're really longing for in our identity is to know that somebody loves us if we don't feel pure or if we don't feel like we've done enough, we need to know that. And so with identity, to create such a strong identity for all of us that we um, are children of God in this space. And then belonging, we're offered so many places to belong in society, but they're not places of unconditional love. And they're places where we can get canceled really easily if we do or say the wrong things. So to create a space of belonging here uh, where we can belong to something bigger than ourselves because that's what we're really longing for. Is to we are created to, to, to long for something bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so to create a place of belonging like that, and then I would just say purpose, 
that you would know as you walk out of this space that you're coming in here to get filled up so that you might go back to work, back to your family, back to school, wherever that is, on purpose and on mission, um, that we're going out there um, sent and not just going home, I would say. So those are just some like, those are some thoughts just when I think about like broad strokes of what we're dealing with, what we're going through, and what uh, I think is the church is important for. But like I said before, I think leadership begins with listening, and I'm not a perfect listener at all, and I need to continually grow in that. But uh, I think listening to you and listening uh, to the Lord to really understand what this next season will look like. Yeah. Amen. I think um, I'll just speak to everybody else again. Like, raise your hand if you're like, man, that's the sort of place I want to be a part of. Mm, me. <laughs> yeah. I'm hopeful for where, what, how, the, what the Lord has put on your heart. And clearly, he's put it on your, if, yours if you want it. If that's something you long for. And like, Michael is going to step in and he is going to, he's going to continue to lay his heart and his life and his mind and his experiences and his, all of that stuff before you. But together, it's all of us. It's, it's all of us who are going to make this community the sort of place that people come in and they leave different. That they come in and they encounter the Lord. And they have belonging, identity, and purpose that is rooted in things that are everlasting, eternal, that aren't going to go away. And he's coming in, but it's also going to be you. It's not just him. It's us. Yeah. It's all of us together um, stepping into that vision and seeing that come to pass in our lives, in the lives of those around us, and in yours. Yeah. <laughs> he needs you guys, too. 100%. 100% yeah. I need you. <laughs> um, what's the time? Just going to check. Okay. Did you see that photo up there? I've been seeing it for a long time. <laughs> it's killing me. Do you want to set a story up at all? Uh, no, just show up first so they can just enjoy the picture. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is just a shirt. I mean, yeah, it's, um, yeah. So that shirt, <laughs> that's not my normal style, that shirt. Um, it's good, though. It's, yeah, it's, no, no. Did Faith buy it for you? No, no, she did not. So it's a very silky shirt with a velvet, pa- uh, velvet paisley pattern on it. And um, there's a whole story behind it. But long story short, uh, there was a guy on our worship team at our former church, and um, he wore like shirts like this all the time, and it like fit him and his personality. But like I would never like opt into a to that shirt, and um, <laughs> so I, I would compliment him on his shirts. And one day he showed up, and he had like bless him, like he gave me a shirt. And it was this shirt. And, um, and so, and I was like, I was so thankful, didn't know what to do with it. And um, was gonna, I kept trying to figure out a time to wear it. But then he would like tell other people in front of me that he gave me a shirt. <laughs> Every time anybody complimented his shirt, he would say, yeah, I gave Michael one just like it. And so I was getting the message loud and clear. Like I hadn't worn it, so I had to wear it. So um, I wore that uh, preaching um, one bold. Sunday, bold, bold move. So that was a shout out to him. And, um, it's on the internet forever now. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm thankful to show this just so that you guys have an opportunity to get Michael to wear things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just give me a gift. I can't refuse. Uh, and yeah. you can pick something that you're like, I would never, but this will be great. Oh, 
an in and out hat. Well, that's very hat. kind. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you wash your hair? Um, What's up? Dude, okay, yeah. Do you work at in and out No? It was a gift from friends. Okay. Put it on for a sec. We can get another picture for the internet forever. Does it's somebody get a photo? <laughs> In and out. Okay, in and out. All right, Shake Shack or In and Out? Shake Shack all day. Yeah. <laughs> With the In and Out hat on. <laughs> With the In and Out hat on. <laughs> you see that throw? High school quarterback. Okay, nailed it. Okay, um, just looking at the time, trying to keep on top of things. Uh, how do you. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Great question. That matters. I love, I weirdly like to run. Any runners in the room? Yeah. It's the worst and the best. I'll just say that. It's like the worst until it's good and then it gets its best. Uh, so I like to run. I love eating with friends, like playing games with friends, um, Fishbowl, Catan, um, code names, anybody? Yeah. Okay. So I like, I like doing that. Uh, I like to golf. Any golfers in here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll get some golfers. We'll get on the course. Um, those are my favorite things. Food, friends. Uh, if there's like a game on, I'll watch a game with friends, stuff like that. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, for those of you in the room that may not realize, like, so we live stream the service. We like put it up on the internet. So if you're ever not here and you're like, I just like to watch service, you can. Um, one of the things that's unique and neat about that is this is, this is young adults, right? Um, well, there's actually a lot of people who really care about you. I really care about you in this church and across this whole space. People who care deeply, not just about you personally, but also just about young adults in general and the next generation. And so there's actually like probably the majority of the people who watch the live stream are people who are too old to come here. It's, it's people who just care about you and about the next generation of the church. And they want to, they support this ministry in so many ways. Um, and part of it is that they just enjoy watching and celebrating and seeing what the Lord is doing and how he's moving among you. Um, and so it's neat. One of the people that wrote in is one of those people who watches, who is not a young adult, and, um, but who cares deeply. And it's actually a grandmother who um, cares deeply about her grandchildren and about her grandchildren's friends and about this generation. And one question she wrote in and asked was, how do you go about engaging with disengaged adults? Disengaged adults or young adults? Oh, young adults, sorry. Young adults. I forgot the young now. Yeah. yeah. How do you go about engaging with disengaged young adults? And maybe you don't know quite yet, but yeah. maybe it's something for all of us to be thinking about. Yeah. Um, I would say, I don't know, I think it's interesting. I think empathy is a big word. Like, if you read about like leadership or if you just read about um, relationships, I think empathy is like a buzzword culturally right now. And I think when you, when I think about a disengaged anybody, um, and I think you could apply this to young adults, but I think uh, just trying on empathy and empathy is like to feel with somebody else, um, to do the work to put yourself into their shoes that you can um, actually feel with them what they're going through. And so I think this is like the classic generational like, this happens every generation of this new generation, blah, 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 fill in the blank, blah, 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 blah. We, we were so different than they are. 
And I think we're all human beings and we're surrounded by different contexts that form and shape us. So I think young adults are, are shaped and formed by a vastly different context than, you know, an older generation. And so I think empathy is the best thing that we can try on when seeking to engage anybody who's disengaged. Um, and I think it's funny that it's a buzzword now because I think when you think about empathy, there's not a more empathetic person in the history of the world than Jesus, mm -hmm. who was God, who chose to put on human flesh, who literally chose to feel with us, who literally chose to go through any experience that we might go through. God has done that in Jesus. And so I think that's such a beautiful uh, thing that we have as followers of Jesus as Christians. It's like such a beautiful shortcut life hack to be like, we're connected to the God of the universe who became one of us and is the ultimate example of empathy. So let's follow Jesus more closely. And, uh, and I think that's how we engage people who are disengaged. That's just one thought. Yeah. 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 And that like fits not just for the grandmother watching, but also for you and for I and right. for everyone else in here. Like, right. um, and that goes for like engaging another young adult, but yeah. also like for you guys, for engaging the older generation. Yeah. Like you also can have empathy for them. Yeah. For yeah. that it's hard to understand. It mm -hmm. they don't quite get it. Mm -hmm. And to seek and to understand them, to be curious about who they are mm -hmm. and see what the Lord does in your heart towards them. Mm -hmm. Not just demanding that they have something happen in their heart towards you. But it go all the way around. That's what Jesus that's really did good. for us. Yeah, that's so good. Um, hey, I like you. I like you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I do too. Um, well, I'd like to pray for you in faith. Yeah. Um, I'd like for Sarah and I to do that. But before we do, um, I'll, one thing I'll say, and I'll give you a chance to kind of close out. Yeah. That's all right. Um, Michael is here tonight. Um, he officially starts December 1st. So the first Thursday in December. And from then on, the dude's here. Um, and so uh, you're going to have lots of opportunities to get to know him. And I, I want to encourage you to do it. Uh, I know as somebody who's been here, one of the things that's, that's interesting is, is how often uh, it'll be like somebody will come across and it'll, I'll be like, oh, like how long have you been coming to YA? And they're like six years. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and it's like, yeah, I just never thought I could come say hi. And I just want to let you know you can. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hopefully you get to see a bit. Like he's yeah. not an intimidating guy. At least yeah. I don't think so. No. Maybe somebody does. Yeah. I don't know. Your hair is pretty great. No. Um, <laughs> but like, please come say hi to him and to faith and, and get to know them. And, and it doesn't have to be right now, right away. But like over the next month, two months, like make a point to be like, get to know this man and get to know this woman because um, you'll be blessed. Yeah. You'll, you'll be blessed by them. Um, also, um, just for clarity's sake, I also will be here through the end of the year every Thursday. Beyond that, um, I'll be here intermittently, here and there. Um, we're friends, yeah. and I also still really like that lady, Sarah. Um, we're good friends as well, and so, and I really love you guys. And so, um, something I want to just make clear for all of you is that, like, I've had the role of young adults pastor, but it never was a job, and that means. Being a pastor to you and for you is not something I'm hanging up. Yeah. Even if I'm not here on Thursday, I'm, I'm still here for you. So um, in this, you're not losing anyone, you're gaining. And yeah. so just want to let you know that.
Do you have anything you want to like? Yeah. Wrap up. I and do. Then we'll call faith up. I do. Um, I think to that point, me and Brian were talking um, a couple weeks ago, and um, I just think it's. I think it's so important to honor both Brian and Sarah for their leadership of of this space. Um, I think a good pastor knows that they don't have followers. They're stewarding people who are following Jesus. And it takes a special pastor to know that. And it takes somebody who's not driven by ego to know that. And it's t- it takes somebody who's not driven to make something all about themselves uh, to know that. I was thinking about this, and it's like Paul in Corinthians, Corinthians says, like, I planted the seed. This other pastor, Apollos, watered it. But, like, God brought the growth. And it's not like a pastor who brings the growth. It's God who brings the growth of us as individuals. It's God who brings the growth of a community. And I feel like Brian and Sarah understand that so well. And so I just want to honor your leadership over this space. Um, And I want to say publicly, I want you here every week. (laughs) Because I think just the more pastors, the better. And also say, I want you to have boundaries in your life and be at home with Amy and the kids some. But um, yeah, I just agree that this title of pastor might be coming off. This was never about a title for you. This is about the call in your life, and that call remains, and you're going to be in this church. And um, I just couldn't respect and love you, and like, you're just one of the best pastors I've ever met. And so I just want to say that about you. Um, Yeah. And I just want to say about Sarah, like Sarah's been here since day one. Um, and so she's like the, the common thread that like weaves different eras of this place together. And I haven't known you as long, but the time that I've spent around you, you're an unbelievable pastor. Um, you create space for people to be seen and known. Yeah, let's clap her up. Please clap her up. Um, yeah, you're, you're just an incredible pastor who not only can lead from the front and communicate and preach from the front, uh, which you do incredibly well, um, but you also create space and pastor people in smaller spaces, and that's just been so obvious. Um, so I'm really excited to work with you. And um, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say, just to honor them. And for you, like if you've been here for a long time and you feel really connected to them, and they're like, who's this new guy? Like with this, with this purple shirt or something, you know, like, I don't know if you're, it, it's okay. We can take time getting to know each other. You don't have to love me right away. Like if they're still your go-to people, that makes a lot of sense. If this is sad in some way or hard in some way, like I want to, I think it's important to give language to like normalize that to help give you handles for the season that you're walking through and to be like, okay, if this feels hard or weird or like I don't even know how to feel about this, all those are really normal feelings and you can feel all those feelings and like God is with us in all those feelings. And um, so just wanted to say that for you as well as we navigate the season together. Yeah. I'm thankful for you. Yeah, I feel the same. Well, Faith, do you mind coming on up here? You guys can come down here. Sarah, do you mind coming up too? And um, Move this later. Do you guys mind helping after after we pray? Thank you. Um, well, um, I'd love for all of you guys to extend your hand as, as well um, as we pray and commission these two into um, shepherding and stewarding this community. And that this isn't something that uh, is just 
like the will of man, but is something that the Lord has ordained and set into motion. And so um, we acknowledge that as we pray for you and over you and receive you into this community in the authority that God has placed in you um, over this com community, but also the love that God has placed in you for it. Um, we trust the Holy Spirit within you to lead you and guide you and to be gracious to you and through you. Father God, we thank you, knowing that you are the king of the universe, the Lord uh, of everything. We thank you that you have captured the hearts of these two and that you have brought them here and commissioned them to steward and shepherd your people here. Lord, we pray for favor. We pray for clarity. And Lord, we pray for peace. We ask, Lord, that you would uh, give them wisdom beyond themselves. We ask that you would give them love among themselves, um, that you would keep them strong and defend them from the attacks of the enemy. Yes. Lord, we ask that you uh, would draw others to yourself through them, not to them, but through them. Yes. Lord, um, may they with one mouth glorify you, our Lord and Savior, and may you, the God of encouragement, may you encourage them through these people. And would you use them to encourage these people as well so that this community may glorify you again and again and again unto eternity. And may we all enter into eternity with you um, because of the faithfulness of these two. May they be a part of that story. Yeah, Father. Lord, I just thank you that we're looking at an answered prayer for us right here. God, we just praise you that you've been faithful every year, God. I remember praying for Brian, and you knew exactly who we needed. And Lord, this is not unsimilar to that. So Lord, we just call on your faithfulness, and I just pray that even you individually remind us, God, how you've been faithful through the years. Lord, thank you for the excitement of this next season. Thank you, Lord, that you are so intricate. It was just the word that kept coming to mind earlier today, God, that you're intricate, you're intentional, even weaving Michael and Faith's lives together with ours, how you've taken care of them, how you'll continue to take care of them. Thank you, Lord, that this will be a season of healing for us, God. It will be a season of building and growing, Lord. And um, we thank you for that word, God, that only you make things grow. So we look to you, Father, with anticipation and with hope. And Lord, we just thank you that our family is getting bigger, not smaller. Mm -hmm. So we love you, Lord. We thank you so much for this new family who's becoming a part of our family, Lord. We thank you for Brian, Lord, that he will still be here in our YA family. Um, and yeah, ultimately, Father, that this has always been about you. It's always been about you, Jesus. So refine us through this time. Thank you that you'll be our encourager, our friend, our father, our savior. We trust you. Help us to trust you more. We pray this in your name, Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. I hope it was a blessing to you and want to invite you to join us on Thursday nights for service at 7 p.m. To connect with us, follow us on Instagram at calvya underscore or on our website, calvarywestlake.org.